Welcome to the Happiness Dude Weekly Podcast, where we help you achieve more and be happier doing it. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Leonard. I'm excited to share with you some of the amazing stories and people like yourself that have found the secret to finding happiness in an ever-changing world. We will share real stories about real people. Let's be inspired as we seek greater happiness in our work and personal lives. In this episode, I talk about the power that we have when we learn to work with our trials and with our tribulations, not just gritting and trying to get through them. I also explore the wonderful artistry of Kintsuji, which is a beautiful pottery found in Japan. Tune in and learn some of the secrets that will help you work with your trials. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome. I am so excited about today. I love the fall. Don't you just love the change in the leaves, the change in the temperature? I love how everything is just changing colors. And it reminds me of how beautiful it is that we change. We change just like the seasons. And it's just a marvelous experience, isn't it? I'm excited that we're gonna be able to spend a few moments today to talk about some of my favorite topics. We're also gonna get a little deep. We're gonna talk about some of, well, some of the trials that we have, right? We're gonna talk about some of those things that are pulling us down and how we can overcome them. And how we can, did you notice in my title how I talked about how we could grow with our trials? Not through them, but with them. And that's a very important concept that we're gonna talk about, the difference between going through it and growing with it. So I'm excited that you're here. Now, a few things of business before we get started. Um, Make sure you share. Make sure that you're out there and letting other people see this because it's important. What I have found in my research is that people need that, that uplifting spirit. They need that uplifting information. They need something that's going to help them. And we're all in the same boat. We all feel this way. So I am super excited when you share. Uh, Other thing is say hello when you get on. I want to know that you're here. I want to know that you're sharing this and that you're saying hi, because here's the deal. This is my office, but it's in my home. I'm welcoming you into my home. But more importantly, I'm welcoming you, welcoming you into my life. So I really want you when you hop on to say hello and let me know that you're here, okay? Because it'll help me. It's just like when you walk into someone's house, you don't just walk in and go sit on the couch, right? You at least say hello. Hey, Stephanie, you are awesome. Thank you. So just like that. And I really, really, really appreciate it. So I'm going to share some personal stories of my life, and I'm going to share some personal experiences and some stories of others that I think are going to help each of us as we kind of have these difficult situations in life. Remember, I titled this originally, We Are All Broken, and I believe that. I believe that we all have something in us that's broken, I remember before I became the happiness dude or before I became, you know, Dr. Mark Leonard, that I was feeling really down. I was feeling really broken. I was feeling like things were just really compressing on me. And I was going through life in this whole idea of, 
what am I going to do? How am I going to make money? What, are, what is my value? How am I going to give to the rest of the world? How am I going to provide for my wife, my daughters, my boys? How am I going to be a, a good citizen? And what does that mean for me? And I was just kind of felt like I was floating through the world. I changed jobs a lot. Now, when I look back, I can see that my jobs have actually brought me exactly to what it is that I do and my mission to raise happiness in the whole world. Not just you, not just me. My mission is to raise happiness in the whole world, one person at a time through scientific principles, through tried and true practices and principles, because I believe that if we can work together to raise the world's and elevate the world's happiness... It'll be amazing what type of world that we live in and what we will live in. I want to craft the future with you. Years ago, I was on a business trip in Tokyo and Kyoto, Japan. And I love Japan. I love the Japanese people. I love the culture. But I was struck by this particular piece of art. The hotel that we were staying in was the former uh, prince uh, he was the emperor's son, uh, former prince. Uh, it was his home. And it was this gorgeous, gorgeous hotel, sat up on a hill. It was in the middle of Tokyo. And you had these beautiful gardens all around it. And when you walked down the halls, it was filled with art. And I was struck by this pottery. Now, I've never been one to walk through and look at art. I'll admit that. Unless it's photography, I'm just not one to really digest and look at art. But I was struck by this pottery because it was broken. It was in pieces. And these pieces were glued back together, but not in the traditional sense. They were not put in there with mortar. They were not put in with clay. It was not put in there with more pottery. It was melded back together with gold. It was absolutely amazing to look at this art form called Kitsuji. And Kitsuji really means to mend with gold. As I reflect on that, I thought to myself, wow, those broken pieces, those pieces that are so often discarded, so often pushed aside and thrown away, are pieces now that are so beautiful. In fact, I would even suggest that they were more beautiful now than they were when they came out of the original potter's hands. That gold didn't, didn't disappear. It celebrated those broken pieces and celebrated them with beauty. Well, you and I and so many people that you and I talk with feel like broken pieces of pottery. We feel like we've been thrown on the ground and stepped on. We've got shards that are pointing and jabbing and hurting. And yet, as we go through this life, we don't like to share those, right? We like to keep those behind a facade. We don't want others to know about it. Because in our mind, we believe, well, if my neighbors, if my friends really knew who I was, would they still like me? Would they still love me? Would they still support me? If they knew how broken I was inside. And yet, hey Sharon, thank you. And yet, isn't it absolutely amazing 
that if we would mend ourselves with that gold, that we would become like that Kintsuji pottery of Japan. We would be so beautiful. And the reason why is because we are made up of our experiences, the decisions that we make today, the choices that we make today were determined because of our experiences years ago. Now, I'm not going to get into our psychology of when we were children, right? We don't need to do that. Uh, there's plenty of comic strips that will help that, with that. And I'm not suggesting that that's a bad thing to do. I'm just saying for Dr. Leonard and what I want to teach today, we're not going to get into child psychology. But what we do want to get into is the psychology of when we're broken, how to bounce back, how to fill in those cracks with gold and how to celebrate our differences, how to celebrate those things that are what would traditionally hurt and stab and causes uncomfortableness. Now, my question for you is how many of you today, give me a show of hands with a like button or a heart button, a show of hands, how many of you today feel a little broken? Maybe, maybe you're not feeling uh, loved. Maybe you don't feel confident. Maybe you, you really question, am I capable? Maybe you look at the world and you have depression or anxiety. Maybe you're feeling suicidal, and if you are, I beg of you, please get help because you're worth it. Because there's someone out there that values you and loves you. And I promise you, I may not have met you, but I have such a love for everyone that I want you to get the help that you need. Please call the suicide hotline. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, or if you're just feeling like you're not up to the task of what you need to do, you don't have the confidence, you don't have the abilities, show me by a raise of hands, give me a, a thumbs up or give me a heart or something that shows that I'm not the only one. Because like I said, I wanna share a little bit behind the scenes. I wanna let you know a little bit about what goes on up here and in here. I'm not just Dr. Leonard. I'm not just a happiness dude. I'm Mark. I have depression. And I have ADD. And I know what it feels like. I also know what it feels like to be able to utilize those, I don't want to call them challenges or diagnoses. I want to call them, utilize those attributes of our life to help build with, not through. See, because of my depression and because of my anxiety, I've been able to be an executive coach and to talk with lots of people that also have that and help give them ideas and strategies that will help them. Like Kintsuji, like that Jap Japanese pottery, I know that there are things that we can do to fill in those cracks with gold. And I'm going to share some of those secrets with you today because it's important that we bind together with the beautiful weaving tapestries of our lives and our experiences. The very first thing I want to help us kind of walk through this to help us be happier is that 
when we have something difficult happening in, happening in our life, perhaps it's a death of a loved one, perhaps it's the stress of our jobs, perhaps it's feeling like our side hustle, our businesses are not performing how we want them to. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to think about it, and this is point number one, through a lens of reality. Now that takes practice, right? Because we all have these lenses and we like to put up these facades that protect us. And we also like to think, well, gee, if I just thought positively, I'll be able to get through this difficult time. What I'd rather you do is look at your experience with a lens of reality and call it for what it is. Maybe it is just this idea of accepting the reality of the situation. Many years ago, one of my children was sexually abused. It's a terrible thing to go through. My initial reaction was one of wanting to fight, to attack, to sue, and to inflict more pain than they caused on my child and in our family. And that changed the dynamic of our family. But I sat with a clergy member one day as I was seeking after this idea of how do I work through this difficult situation? And he looked at me and he said, Mark, whatever you do, do not canker your soul. And I thought about that. I said, but yes, I am so angry. I'm so upset. I want to fight back. And he said, yes. I understand that. But if that is what you do, you will be cankering your soul. You will be putting on this lens of fighting and arguing and attacking. And you will be no better than the original perpetrator. That took me some time to digest because it was difficult. Several years ago, I had the amazing opportunity to sit in India with a group of prostitutes and a non-government organization that was teaching this group of 18 women how to get back on their feet. They were teaching them. These were women that were sold into sex slavery by their husbands, by their dads, by their family members, or maybe they were even kidnapped. And it was difficult and it was hard and it was heartbreaking. But as I sat there cross-legged on the floor with a group of them and listening to their stories, I was struck by their ability to see that this was their current reality. This is what they were facing. And they also knew that as long as they stayed in their current modus operandi, their current status, and never made any adjustments or changes, they would stay exactly where they were. And they didn't want to. Some of them had children at home and they wanted to be a better example. So this NGO, this group of fabulous women, were working with these ladies who were sold into prostitution to teach them how to bank, to teach them how to save, to teach them how to budget. And they were so excited to report that many of them 
were already well on their way to buying themselves out of this sex slavery and to give themselves the schooling and the necessary knowledge to be able to provide for their families in ways that they would much rather endure. They accepted their current reality of what they were doing. They didn't look back with animosity and they didn't doubt the future, but they accepted exactly what they were going through. The second thing that they were working on, and the second thing I'd like to bring up, is this idea of searching for meaning. They were searching for, through their current and with their current reality, trying to understand what it is that they are to learn through this. See, as we approach our trials and tribulations, our difficult times, the negative talk and thoughts in our head, as we approach those things with this idea of, but what can I learn? It was amazing to see that they were beginning to see other things in the world. See, pardon me, they were able to recognize that they needed to have this sense of this was happening, but if I learn from it, I will be able to grow. Their viewpoint was not just on the reality of now, it was the reality of what is the meaning that will cause me to grow through this? See, when we pair these two things together with the third one I'm going to introduce in a moment, but when we pair these first two together, and that was the accepting our reality, and search for meaning, we suddenly begin to look at the world not as this, you have been inflicted, you've been persecuted, you've been beaten down, but rather from a, an idea of how can I grow? How can I look at my current reality and say, what is it that I can do to move forward? And when you pair that with the third one, and that is a sense of innovation and ingenuity. Remember that whole idea of when life gives you lemons, you're supposed to make, yeah, lemonade, right? Well, our businesses are much the same way. I work with a lot of people that are within different direct sales businesses. And it's amazing to see how many of them just get so frustrated. A new product is launched and they don't get it. They have a, an online party or a party in someone's house and people don't show up. They, they get frustrated and this weight of, I want to be successful, but I'm not, is weighing on them and pulling them down. And yet, if they could look at the situation to say, I just threw a party and I had exactly two people show up and I had sold exactly one item. And that's reality. So what would be the meaning behind that? Perhaps it would be to see other opportunities. What could I have done differently with my innovation and ingenuity? What lemonade could I make out of these sour batches of lemons? What is it that we have to put? It's always funny to me. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Have you ever had a cup of straight lemon? No, it's ridiculous, right? I bet right now your jaws are beginning to pucker with the thought 
of having a drink of straight lemon. No, you have to add other things to it. And this is where innovation and ingenuity comes in. You have to add in the sugar. You have to add in the water. You have to put in some ice cubes. You need to get a red solo cup. Some of you are even going to add some extra things to it, whatever it is. Maybe it's spearmint or mint. Don't go there. I know some of you are sitting here going, oh, yeah, we like to add a little bit of the extra. No, no. I want you to think about what are things that you could add that will build to this. When life gives you lemons, you don't make lemonade. When life gives you lemons, you have the ability to grow and to build and to make something bigger out of it. I'm so excited about this. Because we are all given baggage. We're all given tough days. We all have days that we feel like our sales are not where they're supposed to be. We all have those moments of, I can't, I won't, I shan't. Whatever it may be, we have something weighing on us. But those of us that are the most successful, in fact, one study out of Harvard found that the most successful executives are resilient. And what I've been talking about is this idea of being resilient, of bouncing back, of being able to look at the world around you and say, I accept my reality. What am I supposed to learn from this? And what can I do? What ingredient can I add that will help me be successful next time? Imagine if you took your LuLaRoe, your doTERRA, your Rodan and Fields, your Avon, your plumbing company, your electrical company, your insurance company, or whatever it is that you do. Imagine how powerful it would be if you would take a few moments when life hits you to look at it in this way. This is what's happening. What am I to learn? What meaning do I have in this? And what ingredients can I add? Suddenly, suddenly when something hits us, we've built up our resiliency and we've built up this ability to bounce back. People that are resilient make amazing employees or phenomenal salespeople. They are also go through the exact same trials and tribulations that you and I and everyone else goes through. They just get through it and with it more quickly. That in and of itself would catapult your sales. That in and of itself would allow you to go live again when you feel like no one's watching. That in and of itself would allow you to pick up the phone and make that call to someone that you've been thinking about. That in and of itself will catapult and rocket ship your business to new levels and new heights. Because that's why we're here, right? I have the amazing opportunity to work with individuals like you and me and my wife and the, and the MBA classes that I teach at the university to make an impact and raise the happiness level of the world. Because I know if I can make just less than 1% of 1% change in the world, this will be an amazing place to live. Now, I have some great things that I would like to share with you that will help you as you're growing your business. One, I have a test. I have a four-question test that will tell you if you're happy today. And here's the cool thing. Then I will send you emails that will give you tips to help you increase your happiness or maintain it. 
All you have to do, look at that, the happiness dude. I know it's backwards. Go to thehappinessdude.com. It'll actually take you to thehappinessbreakthrough.com because that's what I want to do is I want to help you break through. Go to thehappinessbreakthrough.com and click on the button that says, take the quiz. And that quiz will tell you if you're happy. And then it will give you ideas to help you improve your happiness and improve your productivity today. That will make an immediate impact on your life today. Because if we can make an immediate impact together, together by sharing these concepts and sharing this idea of improving happiness, imagine what will happen to our businesses. Imagine what will happen to our grandchildren's lives. I am drawn to the idea of strengthening marriages, strengthening relationships, strengthening at-home businesses, strengthening not just our own current situation, but the possibility of improving the happiness of the world for my children and my grandchildren. As I had the marvelous opportunity to watch my grandson the other day, learning to rollerblade. It was marvelous to watch. As he fell down, what did he do? He giggled. He giggled and he thought it was funny. How many of you, when your business hits you and causes you to fall to your knees, giggle? I encourage you to do so because when you do, suddenly when you get back up, you'll have this renewed vigor to go, I got this. And when you don't, giggle again <laughs> because it's infectious. And it's going to help us. Mary Poppins. Ah, Mary Poppins, right? Do you remember that scene in Mary Poppins when uh, they were laughing and floating up in the air? Oh, wait. Don't tell me that's the wrong movie. No, it was. It was. Anyway, it was so fun because you couldn't help but laugh. I want you in your next trial to giggle and laugh. And do those three things that I talked about. One... I want you to, number one, I want you to look at the real meaning or, or look at reality. Look at reality. Number two, I want you to search for meaning. And then number three, I want you to look for what ingredients you can add next time. And then go take that happiness quiz and go share it and go share it with your friends because this is how we make an impact on the world. I want you to know I love you. I love sharing happiness. I love seeing people successful. Do me a favor, share with me down below those things that you're working on. Is it your business? Are you LuLaRoe? Are you doTERRA? Are you Rodan and Fields? Are you Isogenics? Are you a plumber? Are you an insurance salesperson? Whatever it is that you do, I want you to share with me what it is that you're doing and how you can find happiness in your job and in your endeavors. Because I want us to work together to raise the world's happiness. I love you. Thank you so much for being here and sharing in this happiness breakthrough. Don't forget to go to thehappinessbreakthrough.com and take that quiz and share it. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Happiness Dude podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Leonard. If you liked this episode and would like to know more about happiness, make sure you subscribe and share this episode with your friends. Are you ready to take your happiness to the next level? Head on over to my website, 
thehappinessbreakthrough.com. There, you'll be able to take a quiz that will tell you exactly how happy you are. Not only that, I will send you emails that are directly specified to increase your happiness today. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to share with you more Happiness Breakthrough Insights.